You're listening to a podcast from Victory. How can we learn to be content in Christ? Find out in week one of The Fine Line. Wow, it's nice to be here once again. We're starting our, um, really, uh, a series on finance. And uh, we have uh, built a series, The Fine Line, because there's a huge difference with uh, every time that we make a decision. And at times we, we think that decisions uh, are, are just part of the way we live our lives. But every time we make a decision, uh, there is a future repercussion. And thus, we would want to start this series and call it The Fine Line, for there is a fine line between using money as a tool or allowing money to take control. Is it a tool, something that you use for uh, the purpose of God, or you allow money to control your temperament, your reaction? And if you have money, you, you tend to worship God with all your heart. At times, we, we allow money to dictate uh, the way we live our lives, and, and uh, at times, we miss the point. And thus, it is important that in, in the next few weeks, okay, that we will see that our goal is to have a biblical understanding, because apart from God's Word, we will miss the point of money that will result in a life of greater faith, Good stewardship and generosity. This series will focus on understanding the downsides and the pitfalls of the love of money and how to overcome them by obeying God's command or commands in Paul's uh, letter to Timothy. And the reason why I did mention that, because at times a lot of people would uh, really classify that money is the root of all evil. Let me remind you once again, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money was given by God and all of us, we are wishing, hoping that we will have a lot of money. How many of you here, you want so much money? Okay, a few. Okay. How many of you here, you want to die poor, live poor, and, 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 and be buried in poverty? Nobody, okay, would want to be poor. How many of you here, once again, let me ask you, how many of you here, you want God to prosper your life? Okay, because if you want just enough, okay, you are selfish. You need more than enough so that you can be a what? A blessing. Amen. And thus, in the coming weeks, okay, we will discuss today greed versus contentment. Next week, false hope versus true security. Uh, uh, third week, uh, selfishness versus generosity. And the last week, okay, temporal versus eternal. So this is important that uh, indeed we are familiar that in the next few weeks, okay, uh, we will be conscious that more than just acquiring wealth, that there is a purpose and a reason. And this is what I have observed for the past, really, a uh, few years of being a pastor. Uh, I realized that uh, people would, would, would admit to me because of the condition that they're going through, of their uh, immoral relationships, if they're cheating with, with their spouses, or if they're lying, or, or, or they're living in a life of sin. But nobody has approached me for the past few years and has admitted that he is greedy. Pastor, can you pray for me? Swapang ako. Nobody would... Nobody has gone out of his way to, 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 to really uh, honestly confess that Okay, he is greedy. Uh, and, and I realize because uh, there is no basis at all because you think that what you have is less than anyone else. So the more I acquire, I think I deserve what I am consumed of. Because there is nothing and no one that, that, that has set a standard if you are already uh, uh, inching into being greedy. I realize that this topic is so important because as we finish this this uh, message and as we really journey towards uh, the next few weeks, you will understand really the condition of your heart because at the end of the day, just like what Pastor Sonny has mentioned, that the problem of the heart has a lot to do with our selfishness. And the tendency is that we think that we need to acquire more and we need to be consumed with a lot of things because we deserve what we deserve. You're missing the point because the more that you're consumed with 
uh, what you want and what you desire is that the more you become selfish. And this is really important. So I want you to open your Bibles right now in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6 to 12. The passage that we are about to read is Paul's instruction to Timothy to guide and lead a church at Ephesus. He wrote this first letter to Timothy to develop the charge he had given as his assistant to refute false teachings. Okay, This was what what Paul was reminding Timothy to, to, to really uh, stand guard and, and really teach people the word and supervise the affairs of a growing, efficient church because Paul cannot return and be with them. Timothy was given the test. So this was his admonition in verse 6. Now there is great gain in godliness with contentment, for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of this world. But if we have food and clothing, with this we will be content. Verse 9, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Verse 10, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, O men of God, flee these things, Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Can you join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit that each and every person would have a clear understanding of your word. Lord, I pray that more than just look at the, 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 the moment look at where we can enjoy your word tonight. Lord, I speak for right now transformation in each and every person's heart, Lord God, that we will have a clear view, Lord God, of, of, of how uh, you would want to bless our lives and how you would want us to use it for your glory. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We want to start in verse 6, but I want to start in the middle of, of the chapter in First Timothy chapter 6, verse 9. The Bible is clear, but those who desire to be rich, desire, fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. In other translation, those who long for money and money alone. If you don't understand the purpose why God would want to bless your life, eventually you will miss the point. Money in itself is not bad. God promises a lot of wealth. But we need to understand the fine line. Lord, is this just because you want to bless my life so that I can live in, in, in comfort? Or Lord, you want to bless my life and more than just my, my, my desires and my comforts, I want, Lord, to know the reason why and the purpose why you want to bless my life. Remember this, it is impossible for us to appreciate what God intends to bless us if we don't know the purpose. Some of us, we just want money. And at times, money can be detrimental to your walk with God. Because the more that you bless, at times you overlook church, you overlook reading your Bible, you overlook your relationship with God. But when you're in trouble, Panginoon, close tayo. And I hope you do understand that when, when, when you don't know the purpose of why God has blessed you with wealth, with good looks, with things that came from Him, I hope that we do understand the purpose behind it. Because if you don't understand the purpose, it will be the source of your problem. The problem with man is that he thinks that wealth was provided so that he can enjoy every bit of it. Partly right, but I hope you do understand that more than just your enjoyment, God wants to remind you that the reason why I'm blessing your life because I want to use your wealth for my glory. The problem with man is that he thinks contentment is just merely acquisition of wealth. The problem with having more 
is a never-ending pursuit of having more. My question with you this evening, how much is enough? Because the more you, you run after things, after a new or a brand new car, a brand new house, or a new hobby, for some of you here, uh, you, you're, you're, you're so caught up with new things because you want to fill that void in your heart. And the more you acquire these things, the more that you will discover and eventually find out the more you long for more things. It's a never-ending pursuit. You think that this is just about acquisition of wealth. This is just about gaining things in, in life. More than just what you can gain, do you understand that this is not just for your pleasures? This is intended, okay, so that you can use it for the glory of God. So greed is an intense and selfish desire for something, especially for wealth, power, and food. And, and all of us, okay, are guilty of this. Because the greatest lie of the enemy is that you need more because if you have a boyfriend, you'll be happy. If you have a new career, you'll be happy. If you have money and this brand new car, it, it, will, it will pacify and fill your life. These are promises. And, and I'm telling you right now, the enemy has been like that for years. He would always compare you with other people and he would always tell you of the things that you don't have. But I'm telling you right now, I would want you more than just the things that you don't have. Have you given it a thought to thank God for the things that you have. Because this is important. Because you will reali realize that the more you thank God for the things that you have, that you have so much compared to other people. The Bible is clear in, in Psalm chapter 10, verse 3, for the wicked boasts of the desires of his soul and the one greedy for gain curses and renounces the Lord. The more that you, you don't understand that there's a purpose why you're blessed by God is that eventually the things that God has blessed you with displaces God from the picture. Isn't that ironic? I don't know if you're familiar Marami pong taong na-bless, na-pariwara, okay? They've really gone astray because they don't really understand that money has the tendency to displace God from the picture. Isn't that ironic? You're crying out that God will bless your life and, and eventually God blesses your life and you eventually overlook God. And this is why we need to really know that God, more than just the things I want and I desire, Lord, teach me your purpose. Teach me why you're blessing my life. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. What I can acquire, what's in it for me? In Psalm 119, verse 36. In Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 9. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house to set his nest on high to be saved from reach of harm. There is nothing wrong by finding ways of how you can protect yourself from, from the atrocities of life. I love that indeed a lot of us here have savings and insurances. And somebody asked me, Pastor, why, why do you have to invest in, in, in protecting your family and, and, and coming up with an insurance plan, okay? This is not just about really not, not trusting God. I do trust God, but I have and I am a man of wisdom. Do you understand? But ultimately, I don't trust, okay, what I have, the insurances that I subscribe to, I trust God eventually. I'm not doing these things because I fear what the future holds for me. I trust God and He is in control of my life and your life. Amen. Nothing is wrong with gain and wealth until it becomes unjust, selfish, and evil. Gaining at the expense of other people or someone else is something okay, that is not pleasing before the eyes of God. So if you do understand the problem, that indeed more than just you asking God for all the blessings that He can provide, I hope that you do understand that wealth was given by God to accomplish His purpose. Amen. The second problem, more than just the source, is the sin. And this is where 
a lot of us get into trouble. The sin is that when we start to see money as the ultimate thing in life, when money dictates our joy and our contentment, this is where we get into trouble. The Bible is clear with this one in verse 6 of chapter 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Okay? And a lot of people are asking, okay, Pastor, why is contentment such a big deal for God? Because the opposite of contentment is greed or covetousness. When we are coveting something, we are showing our lack of contentment of who God is in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, if God is not your top priority and you don't have a relationship with God, you will live your life acquiring for things and one thing for more. Because a relationship with God, whether you like it or not, is the answer to all our questions and all our desires and all, all our wants. And here you are. If you are in the stage of your life asking, Pastor, can you pray for me? I just want a husband. I want a wife. It will make me happy. If you're not satisfied with your relationship with God and you're not affirmed by Him, finding another person or asking someone to pacify that longing in your heart will not do the trick. It will not solve your problem. So I hope that you do understand that if you're not contented, hindi po kayo masaya where you are at the stage of your life, okay, there is a tendency that you're longing for more. And thus, it is clear that God is against the lack of contentment. In the same chapter, I hope that you do understand that the heart of our message is more than just contentment. Because you can just sit down and meditate on contentment, but without godliness, what the Bible says, you're missing the point. It is not just about contentment. And I know that you can listen and subscribe and hear me out, Pastor. I just would want to verbalize and repeat with you, I just want to be contented with life. Contento ka lang. Contento na ako. No matter how you repeat that and agree with me, if there is no godliness and it should be coupled with godliness, you're missing the point. It should be coupled with godliness. And thus, if great gain is acquisition of things, if great gain is just about acquiring things, that means when we die, we have gained nothing. So if you're here right now, you're saying, the pastor, this is not just about contentment in itself. This is about understanding that if I'm not contented, every single day I'll me meditate on what I can acquire, what I can have. If that's your frame of mind, remember that if life is about acquiring something, if you die, you're left with nothing. Because life, and we will talk about this in the coming weeks, is more than just about acquiring wealth. In the next three weeks, there is a reason why we're motivated okay, to fulfill God's plan. And when we're blessed by God, we can be a blessing. Because more than just our contentment, God wants to arrest the condition of our hearts. Thus, if you're familiar with the Ten Commandments, the first commandment is what? You shall have no other gods before me. In fact, they're similar with the 10th commandment. You shall not, what? Covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or anything that is your neighbor's. And some of us here, we don't understand. How is this, how is this associated with, with, with the first commandment that we should give our everything to God? Remember this. When we covet something, we are simply saying, God, you're not enough. This is why I want you to know that though we've been listening and hearing this every year, the bottom line is that are you enjoying who God is in your life? Because if you're not enjoying who God is, you'll never be contented with anything. This is a never-ending pursuit. Thus, I do pray that you'll be satisfied with God and God alone. 
Sin is when we choose something above than God. So if you're asking me, is there something that can satisfy me out there? No. If your relationship with God is not in the right order, no matter how I will fill your life with everything, with all the glory and the applause and the honor and the money, you will never be satisfied. Because there is nothing in this world that can satisfy you other than God. So if your relationship with God is intact, whether you have much or not at all, you'll walk in satisfaction. You will never compare yourself with other people. That she is pretty than I. Do you understand? More intelligent than I. Because you're secured, because you know that God, I'm satisfied with you. So the bottom line of this, if this is really your first time to come and first time to attend our gathering, first time to visit this type of gathering, I want you to know, just like me 22 years ago, I thought that the things that I'm involved in, whether that's drugs or smoking or drinking, will pacify and satisfy me. Little did I know that it is only in Christ alone. I realized one thing, that if you're filled with something, okay, you will never long for anything. And I don't know if you love to eat. How many of you here, you love to eat? You love to eat. Masarap kumain. Okay? Wag na kayo magpanggap. Okay? Um, mahili kayong kumain. Okay? And, uh, and, and most of us are into this thing. Okay? And, and I realized this Christmas again, and similar to last year, I've been invited. If you are a pastor, I'm telling you right now, you're invited once in a while to parties and you'll gain weight. It's not my fault. Why? I'm, I'm overweight. It's the people around me. My point is, I was invited to parties and, and a year ago, I was invited and, and before I went to a, a party, um, I, I attended three more parties before I was invited. So I'm stuffed and I'm full. And I'm telling you right now, the, the, the food that was prepared right before me is just really something that I love to eat, but I'm stuffed, I'm full. And no matter how I would recondition my mind that I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm starving to death, I need to eat. I've done almost everything to convince myself I'm still full. And that is something that I can relate with my relationship with God. The world can offer us anything, but we're filled with the love of God. He'll never give in to anything. Can we give God glory for that? In Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. So I want you to understand that more than just our message and contentment, that there is this something that we would want and we want more. And that is a form of idolatry. If you're not satisfied with God, you will look for something that will satisfy you. And eventually, without you knowing it, it becomes your God. And I'm telling you, right, if you're married right here, okay, uh, you'll not wake up one morning loving your wife and you're intimate with your wife. I have to work and my wife has to respond and we have to do this. We've been married for 10 years. The reason why we would want to be consumed by one another, not because it's in the Bible, I'm a pastor, I should set an example. That's part of what I want to accomplish. But if you're not in love with one another and we're not consumed with one another, it is just a matter of time that somebody will come along that will grab our attention. So in the same manner, your relationship with God is your top priority because if God is not your top priority, eventually you will give in to the different invitations. When we are not content, we will worship things other than God. That is in fact what the enemy has planned from the very beginning. And I don't know if you're familiar with what the serpent has received Adam and Eve. In verse uh, 5 of chapter 3, the book of Genesis, the serpent said, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So in the essence, the serpent was simply saying that there is something that you need to acquire to be fulfilled other than the fellowship that you have with God. There is life outside of this garden. And when you listen to the voice of the devil, you're into a lot of trouble. Because church, 
the enemy if you have this lack of contentment in your heart. Pag hindi po tayo busog ng pagmamahal ng Panginoon, it's easy to listen to the suggestions of the devil. This is what happened right here. So I do pray that we will come to our senses because the enemy wants us to what? To be greedy. Because that's the starting point of how he can guarantee destruction, similar to what happened to Adam and Eve. For the love of money, not just money, is a root of all kinds of? It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many. I'm just kidding, okay? And a lot of people start with the right heart. Okay? They want to be a blessing to their family. In fact, I hope that you will not take this against me. A lot of people would even go abroad just to provide for their family. But I'm not saying it's wrong, but there's a huge risk. So if you're, you're going to ask me, Pastor, would it be an option? As a father, no. As a pastor, let me think through it. Because I know your condition. You want to, to offer a great future to your family. But as a father, I'm telling you right now, you know why? Because when I was a kid, my mom went abroad. And that was the moment where I want her to be by my side. But she's nowhere to be found. It has made an impact in my life that up to this day, I'm longing for the desire to once again grow in relationship with her. The Lord has restored the relationship. But I'm telling you right now, if you're a parent, consider, rethink. I'm not here to judge you. I know your intentions. If you want to go abroad, I hope that you have a set date to be back and be with your family. But I'm begging you, if there's a chance, approach me after the service. I'll interested to pray for you. I'm a father. I want you to be with your family. So if your kids are growing, okay, be there for them. And because of that, I want to honor, if you're a parent right here, gone abroad and you're providing for your family, I want to honor you. I know the motive is good, but I do pray that just like any other job, when you depart away from your family, the risk is greater. I do pray that we will break free from this mentality that indeed, more than just contentment, that we can trust God for our finances. Remember, God wants to bless you. You are a child of God. If even I, as a father, and in fact, my son has corrected me. For the past few years, I'm asking him to, in a way, consider the things that he wants to believe God for. There is this toy that he is asking me from that will cost you a lot of money, and I don't agree with him. But you know what my son told me? You might not buy this for me, but God will. <laughs> Do you understand? With your condition, with your situation, with your Christmas bonuses, you might not be able to afford it, but God can and God will. Yeah. Amen. Can we give God glory for that? More than what you want, know the purpose. Know that this is not just about what will define you. Because when you don't understand that money is a tool... It will be your God. Money is a bad master. But because you are the master, you dictate where that money goes. This money belongs to this person. This money belongs to this family. This money goes to the tithes and offering bag. I'm the boss. You're not the boss. You follow me. The reason why we're hesitant once in a while, because we have overlooked that money has been dictating our joy, our hopes and dreams. I do pray that we'll break free from this mentality. He who loves money will not be satisfied with money nor he who loves wealth with his income. This is also is vanity. So I want to forewarn each and every one of you that though our desires and our aspirations are, are, are good, be forewarned. Because the day will come, you will idolize money. 
the day will come that money will displace God from the picture. It will come that money will dictate everything, okay, that you want in life. Money will dictate your temperament. I do pray, okay, that we will always recalibrate and check our hearts. Lord, what is important? What you can provide or who you are. Lord, what is important? The blessing or the blesser? Lord, what is important? The provision or the provider? Remember, you came into this relationship, a personal relationship with God. And whether he can provide what you want or, or, or not at all, because you are for the relationship and not what he can provide, you will stick your neck out. And I'm telling you right now, if you go deeper in your understanding of your relationship with God, I'm not saying that you'll be blessed. Because a lot of people will tell you to give money to the pastor or the church. I'm not a prosperity preacher. Okay? I'm a preacher of the Lord Jesus Christ. When you have and your relationship with God is intact, money will follow. That's not the main thing. In fact, when it comes and your relationship with God is in top shelf, your top priority, and you're so caught up with it, kahit dumaan yung pera, napakaraming pera, you'll not be moved because you're so focused. When I'm watching a basketball game, this is something that I'm always reminding myself. My wife will, will call for my attention, but because I'm pegged to the television, she can't move me. <laughs> That's wrong. And I realize in the same manner, no matter what will come, Okay, on your left or on your right, when you're so focused in Christ, you will never be moved. Amen. The solution, amen. The solution in verse 11, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things. Just don't flee from the lack of contentment. You need to be contented, but you should couple it with what? With righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. When was the last time you used your money to finance your walk with God? I want to grow in my relationship with God. I will use money. Amen. Do you understand? When was the last time you bought a worship CD? <laughs> to grow your relationship with God. You use money. Amen. Praise God. So when we have the right perspective, okay, that money is a tool, God, my concern is not to look for money. You will work every single day, but your concern is to grow in character, to grow in godliness, to grow in gentleness. Because I know I'll be prospered by God. I should be prepared for it. And a lot of people will tell me, Pastor, alam mo, nung nagkapera yan, yumabang na. Dati nang mayabang yan. Wala lang ipagmahamayabang. May nakita ba kayong mahirap? Ano mahirap ako? Anong, ano, ano, ba? Nagyayabang? Hindi ako makain. Ano? Anong gusto mo? <laughs> Hindi pwede magyabang yung mahirap, di ba? Napakahirap ko, Pastor, talaga. Ito, mahirap ako. Kaya mo yung ganun? Carry mo? And nobody will, 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 will brag about poverty. Not up until that he has gained so much in life. Because if a person is not godly, it will come out when he has so much money. So your job today is to grow in contentment and in godliness. And thus, contentment is an inner sufficiency that keeps us at peace in spite of outward circumstances that you never move because your eyes is totally fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. If there's so much, you smile. If there's none, you smile. Because one thing I know, God is in control. So just be contented. Be content with what you have. Because your job is not to look for money. Your job is to not, not look for the person that can love you for the rest of your life. This is important. And I'm telling you right now, you are contented because you're anchored, consumed with the worth and the beauty of Christ. Be contented with where you are and what you have. If you are not enjoying, just like what I've mentioned, chances are, if you're not enjoying where you are and the present season you're in, 
and you're saying, God, I have a suggestion. How many of us here are guilty of telling God what He needs to do? Lord, I know you're on top. I just want to suggest. <laughs> We're like that. Panginoon, matagal na to eh. Can, can, can I just suggest? Can I tell you what you need to do? I know you're on top of this. The reason why you are in that situation, because you're more consumed of what you don't have. But you have overlooked thanking God for what you have. I do pray that starting tonight, you will thank God for everything that you have. In fact, a lot of people out there want to be where you are. And the more you thank God with who He is, the more that you're focused with who He is. And the more that you're focused with who He is, you're growing in character, you're growing in, in, in His love for you, and before you know it, you're in the next season of your life. Amen. So what you need to do, just like what I mentioned, more than contentment is that we walk in godliness, that we guard our hearts, for it is the wellspring of life. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 24, we have to be conscious of that. Because in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. God wants to richly bless us. Amen. But your focus should be on the wealth. Amen. On God. Somebody said amen. Our focus is on Christ. Let's be thankful. Let's appreciate what he did. And let's not be consumed with the things that we want to acquire. We can, in fact, desire for greater things. I'm telling you right now, you're hoping and dreaming for that brand new car. But if you're obsessed by that car, it will control your life. And I, I, I love cars, whether that's first-hand or second-hand. But, but when you're so obsessed with it, I've been in this situation. And I sinned before God. And I, I would never ask my family to, to even eat in the car. And, and I become controlling that I dictate everything. That's only a car. Do you understand? If you're a father who's like me, just be like me. <laughs> because that's not important. The reason why you have that blessing, because you can, you can use that for your advantage. You can gather your family in joy what God has blessed you with. There is a purpose so that you can effectively disciple your what? Your kids. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay? That's the season you're in. Enjoy it. Okay? But I'm telling you right now, everything that God has blessed us with, we have to be thankful. And before you know it, just like what I mentioned, you are in the next season. And thus, godliness plus nothing is what we need to pursue. We're contented, but more than ever, there's nothing that comes with it. Because when you're contented with God and nothing, in fact, you have everything. This is what Paul said. Indeed, I count everything. Say the word everything. As loss. Because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Let me pause for a while. Do you understand this passage? That I count everything nothing. I count everything secondary. Because what I do prioritize is my understanding that I have a surpassing worth of knowing Christ. I do understand the worth of Christ, the beauty of Christ, the work of Christ, the value of Christ. When you're caught up with it, you can say, for this sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. It is so important that you don't care if you will be promoted in your present job, if you will have a Christmas bonus, you don't care. Amen? Get up, I know. I don't really care if I have a Christmas bonus. 
I, I do care. But my point is, <laughs> tao lang po, may kahinaan. At the end of the day, our goal is that we can confess, profess, and declare this, just like Paul, that our top priority is to know Christ. And I do pray that you can break free from the lack of contentment, from greed, because you now know the purpose and you can allow what God has blessed you with to dictate your life. Money is not your idol. God should dictate everything in our lives. We contend for contentment. We challenge, we wrestle, we battle. We want contentment and godliness. Because the Bible says, for we brought nothing into the world in the same chapter, and we cannot take anything out of the world. I do pray that everything that we do is always geared towards knowing Christ. Because all that you see, the person beside you, you will live everything that you have at your disposal. There is only one thing that you'll bring to heaven, and that is your relationship with Christ. So we can go out of this room with a conviction that my desire is to know Christ and Him alone. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can we give God a glory for that? I want to call the music team to join me here in front. Can we bow our heads and close our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that you are indeed in control of our lives. And each and every one of us wants to say sorry. And if you're here right now, you've been consumed with a lot of things and you're not contented with where you are right now, I want you really to pray this prayer after me. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, forgive me for all that I've spent on things that aren't going to last. I want to do it your way. Today, I commit to using my money to grow my character and my knowledge of you. I want to invest in the things that will last. I want to be generous. I want to be a blessing to others. I want to use my money to bring as many people to Christ. I want to spread the gospel. I want to honor you by giving the first part of all my income. I am reminded of your word that I should not lay up for myself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. I will invest in your kingdom. In Jesus' name. I want you to continue to really bow your heads and close your, your eyes. As we bow our heads and close our eyes right now, you're saying, Pastor, somebody invited me. Somebody just, just brought me into this gathering. I want to give you this opportunity. You know that for years you're looking for answers, you're looking for solutions. Pero every time you, you retire at night, bago ka matulog sa gabi, may kulang. And you can feel that with a lot of things. Roughly about 20 years ago, I have shared this with all of you here. That I have the same experience. I was looking and, 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 and groping in the dark and gasping for air. Nagahanap ako ng kasagutan sa buhay ko. And when I came to know the Lord, that was it. I realized that He has been waiting for me. The Bible is clear that the Lord has been knocking at the door of our hearts, wanting to come in so He can dine with us. So if you are saying right now, I want to be contented, I want to invite Christ, I want to start all over again. Pastor, 
Gusto ko ng bagong panimula. As we bow our heads, nobody looking around, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say this after me, Lord Jesus, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. Baguhin mo ang buhay ko. I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.